0: Hi everybody, this is Chandler. And this is Chris. And you're listening to X X Reads Reads the Podcast. Podcast. (laughs) Oh, I kind of messed that up. We should do it one more time. Hi everybody, this is Chandler. And this is Chris. And you're listening to X X Reads Reads the The Podcast. Podcast. (laughs) 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 We're having (laughs) so much fun. And everybody, you are in luck because this is our 10th episode. We've hit a milestone. It is huge. It's so huge that it's... Giant! It's giant sized even. Yes it is. Which may lead us to the the (laughs) title of our comic
1: issue we're doing today. Yes
0: we're doing Giant Size X-Men number one. The most pivotal X-Men comic book and it's history. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it out there and say Okay,
1: you guys have seriously you have no idea because like I read this and I thought it was gonna be just like a fluffy whatever comic book, but something happens that is so pivotal and important to what is happening today Mm -hmm. in today's world of the Mm X-Men and the days of the future present, so to speak. Right.
0: Right. So, um, But before we even get into it, I just want to say I want to apologize to everybody for butchering... The artist name of the Dracula issue, <laughs> Bill Sinkevich. I got you. I've heard you loud and clear. His name is pronounced Bill Sinkevich, not Seinkevitz, like I was trying to do earlier. So, apologies. Let it be stated on the record. Bill Sinkevich. Wait a minute. How did you find out? Uh, well, just because people are like, it's Sinkevich, like they, they're spelling it out. S I N like K E V, whatever. Anyways, so yeah, Bill Kevich, great art. We loved it in the Dracula issue uh, for our Halloween bonus episode. Um,
1: I'm just gonna assign you the task of any time the name gets brought up, I'm gonna pause and you'll just say it
0: yeah, for me. Got it. Now it's ingrained. I cannot forget Sinkevich. I'm gonna make you a shirt that says it. Um, by the way, how magical was the episode with Lenore Zan?
1: Oh my god. I am still <sighs> I am still having chills. I I I think I cried a little bit. Okay, not a little bit, a lot. Like in various times after that experience of happiness. Yeah, I was Pure like
0: happiness. Listening back on it, and I was I was like, Rogue is in the room with us. She was there. Yes, ah.
1: and she and she said the lines, and that like the first moment she said her first line is Rogue. My heart melted. My mm-hmm. soul just. Rogue is. You guys. Rogue is definitely one of my favorite X Men animated series voices. You know, Storm is awesome. You know, Professor X has that iconic. You know, voice of his. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but Rogue, <laughs> man, sugar.
0: Yeah, I was so mesmerized by like yeah her when when she was giving her rogue lines, but she also was so sweet. Like I real like just a little bit of clarity. We didn't have a lot of time with her. She had a very limited schedule, so we tried to like get as much of her as we could. So we didn't actually like chat much on the podcast with her as you probably have noticed by the way if you haven't listened to the rogue episode with lenore zan it is episode nine the x uncanny x-men 173 so go back and listen to that if you want to know
1: and uh, just to reiterate she is the voice actress for the character of
0: rogue in x-men the animated series mm-hmm. and yeah it was completely magical i was so happy to have
1: her You know, I look forward to more opportunities to uh, work with more people that are in the X-Men universe.
0: Absolutely. Same. So stay tuned, listeners, because we have some surprises up our sleeves. It's also very timely that we're doing Giant Size X-Men number 1 because Jonathan Hickman is relaunching Giant Size X-Men in our current day. No way. Yes. When? It's the, it's the it's the art of Gene and, and Emma. Have you seen this online? Oh, I
1: haven't. I thought I thought it was fan art.
0: Oh, no, no. This that's is That's like that's legit. Yeah, art. that's like the that's the the cover art of the new Giant Size X-Men that they're going to relaunch. I don't know what the oh, storyline wow. is, but they've Hey,
1: they've... if it's Gene and Emma on the cover, you know there's some tea
0: yeah, I know. It was it's my iPhone wallpaper. That's what I just showed him. By the way, so like <laughs> I, I love myself some Gene and Emma and their drama.
1: Oh, they have such good drama. It's just
0: so fun to watch them like mm. Mm. <laughs> it's going to be juicy. So juicy. Anyways, well let's get into it. Giant-sized X-Men published May 1975. And it's written by Len Wein, which is the first writer we've ever done apart from Chris Claremont.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, we're, so we're like in a whole new
0: universe. We're diverging from the Claremont era.
1: Wow, this issue was
0: $4.99? No. <laughs> this is the... This is the uh, oh, the reprint? Reprint, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> it's just like, sure it wow. like 50 cents or something. Like back
1: in the 80s, what would four ninety nine be? Like a million dollars? Probably.
0: But yeah, written by Len Wein, art by Dave Cockrum uh the episode or the issue is titled Second Genesis. Wait a minute, it says
1: 68 big pages. Yes. Does that mean like the issue is bigger than normal? I think or... it was
0: this is print obviously a reprint that we we're, we're going over the um uh, what do you call it? the true believers series where they're reprinting a bunch of these old issues which is how we can afford <laughs> to actually get <laughs> because this issue Oh wait this is this accident, is you cheating and I caught you and no, <laughs> and I know everybody you. should know like the legit reason like it's like it's like a $2000 issue or something it's like not cheap to no get No way this. yes it is not cheap to get this you can get it in trade paperback of course no, but I they don't have, have no the idea ads I yeah yeah it it was it's, that expensive Well you'll we'll we'll get into it why it's so important I was Saying it was probably one of the most important issues in X Men history, not so much for the storyline, but because it was a dying comic and the X Men, whatever before it changed into Uncanny X Men, was faltering in sales and it wasn't doing very well. And so they relaunched it in giant size X Men and they added all these new characters, which we'll get into. And with the idea of using all the international characters, Colossus, Storm, Nightcrawler, you know, everybody's from a different country so that they would increase their international sales. So anyways. It was Wait all a like, it's it was all a trap. It's all a marketing gimmick. All oh, of this oh what? Yes. That's the whole you, reason why we have this issue. I,
1: I've, My whole like sense of reality is completely shattered right now. It's crazy. No, it is. I mean, even on the cover, it, it, it confirms my shattering. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're, so on the cover... it says it's <laughs> Senses Shattering First Issue. Yes. <laughs> That's what it says on the cover. On the
0: cover of Giant Size X-Men number one, yeah, it says Senses Shattering First Issue. It has the original X-Men team of Beast, Angel, Cyclops, Iceman, and and Marvel Girl kind of gasping because <gasps> there's a new team bursting through the pages and we see Nightcrawler, Thunderbird, Colossus, Storm, Cyclops, and Wolverine charging forward.
1: Yeah, they're like ripping out of the... You know like in the football games when they're announcing the team and they're going da 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 like out of the locker room right, and they yeah. burst through a piece of paper. Yes. And everybody goes, woo! Yes. Well, that's what this cover looks well,
0: like. Well, woo! I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, by the way, is the first appearance of Nightcrawler. First appearance of Colossus, Storm. Storm, and Thunderbird. Wait a minute, what? This is the very first time anybody's ever being introduced to them. All in this big issue? All in this issue. This is the first appearance of most, some of the most iconic My X-Men. senses are
1: shattering. They,
0: <laughs> they did not lie. They, <laughs> your senses are shattered.
1: I what? Okay, so this is a marketing gimmick. All these characters that I love was a marketing gimmick. Mm-hmm. Okay, so on this first page... Uh we got, you know, a big giant splash of everybody and it's just basically you know, a reiteration of the
0: cover. Oh yeah, yeah. You know,
1: just the lineup of what they, they have visually.
0: Right, right, yeah. But there's... there's
1: but this time there's no uh, you know, football game popping out of the paper in celebration. It is it's looking like smoke and fire and ash.
0: Yeah, well it says from the ashes of the past there grow the fires of the future. Second Genesis. Second Genesis. Not Deadly Genesis. We're not getting into that. This is Second Genesis.
1: Gosh, this this reminds me of what's going on today in L.A.
0: All the fires fire's everywhere. Sorry for everybody who's losing their homes or having to be evacuated. It is not good.
1: Yeah, and I guess like right now the Getty Center area is still... um, You know, the Ronald Reagan Library Mm -hmm. is under threat, Mm -hmm. and... Yeah, you know, we me and Chandler we live in Los Angeles, so you know, all of you out there in the world like probably have Snow days and things like that. Well, we got fire days.
0: And by the way, to like the two listeners from Mongolia, I was very intrigued to see that we have Mongolian listeners. Yes! <laughs> I was like, hello, Mongolia. Yeah, hello, Mongolia, a country I've really wanted to co visit. Anyways, let's go into the story. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> we, we start our story off in Winseldorf, Germany, in the Bavarian Alps. The townspeople are chasing a monster who has wrecked their village. And uh, But we see the monster is actually Nightcrawler, or, or as we now only know him as Kurt Wagner. He hasn't gotten his Nightcrawler handle yet.
1: Yeah, so this town, it kind of looks like, you know, uh, Elsa and Anna's home at Arendelle. Totally. Or, like, mixed with Transylvania. Yeah. You I, know, it's like a mashup. It's an Almagram. <laughs> Amalgam. Oh, damn it, I did it again!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Amalgam, yes. <laughs> Yeah, so Kurt is fleeing the persecution of these this angry mob and they've cornered him on the roof of a building. Villagers throw their literal torches and pickets at him and start the building on fire, and Kurt is left to leap into the crowd and fend for himself. So he kind of does like a big sore, like crowd surfing move.
1: Yeah, this is total Frankenstein stuff here. Yeah, like totally. the mob, the pitchforks, the the fire and Oh, poor Nightcrawler. I he, know. He, you know, he doesn't deserve this. But
0: we get some good onomatopoeias. They literally
1: look at him. Oh, wait. Should we say these? You get the first one.
0: Thwam, Chalk. <laughs> That's a punch, by the way. The Chalk. Chalk. He
1: must have got him right in the tooth.
0: Thwam is is as he lands in the crowd because he tried to crowd surf, you know, at the concert, but the crowd was not having it. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I was really interested in the writing here because he talks about how um, Nightcrawler is this religious person and is of peace, yet the crowd thinks he's a devil just by the way he looks, it appears. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my God, if you guys would only just like chill out and talk to him for a moment, you'd be cool. Yeah, no kidding. But no, like people are are lame. And especially when they're in a mob.
0: Right, Totally. And we also learn in these panels that he was used to be in a circus, they call it a Yarmarkt, Jahr, but um, which is it translates to year market. But I wonder,
1: like, if we ever did crossover universes, like, would the Phantom of the Opera ever hang out with Nightcrawler? Cause, I think
0: so. I think they'd be pals. Yeah, and
1: then also like in Batman, you know, the guy was the crocodile guy. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Elephant there- Man. Was he was he a circus guy? Too? No, no,
0: Elephant Man was not a circus guy, but he was he was you know hated because of his looks.
1: Oh well, he can join the circus. Yes, Every, everybody's there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love a little multiverse, you know, circus act. So the villagers overpower him. They hold him down and they scream. We have him quickly. Bring the stake.
1: What like a vampire
0: stake? Yeah, like a vampire. Oh, steak. it is a vampire stake. And then we turn the page, and we have an ad alert. (laughs) Which one do you want to do? Because there's two, but I only have one that I really want to go over.
1: I mean, okay, I'm just going to, just a quick mention. You can get, like, four new Marvel character, like, action figures. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's cool. They're eight inches. Mm -hmm. You can collect them all, and there's Falcon, and the Lizard, and the Green Goblin, and the Hulk. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, you guys, like... I wouldn't really want
2: them. You don't want <laughs> no, them? No, I don't
1: want them. I mean, like, Falcon's kind of hot. He's got this um, deep V that goes all the way down to his pelvis. Mm-hmm. So you can see his rippling uh, muscles everywhere.
0: He looks like one of those lucho wrestler guys. Oh, yeah. Like, um, Mexican wrestling. Yeah, Mexican wrestling.
1: Yes. Luchadoras. Luchadora. Okay. See. Sí. But, like, ew. Like, who wants the lizard? Yeah. That's like bargain bin. That's yeah. like something that you know, you're like it's 25 cents and you bought your Cyclops and your Storm and your and your um What's yours? Come on, give me an action figure.
0: Spider-Man. Spider-Man. And then all of a sudden, like,
1: oh, don't you want the lizard too?
0: You're like, hard pass, lady. I'm not taking the lizard. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know what they were thinking. My ad alert is, I have to talk about this ad. It shows the picture of a young man in a suit smiling. It says, look who's smiling now. And it's about a company called LaSalle. And it's all about going to graduate school. But what I really stumble upon is that there's no like mention that it's a university or college or anything. It's just that if you take these courses, you'll be making more money and you'll receive a LaSalle diploma, which is in quotes a respected credential. And so I'm like, um, this seems like a total scam because I don't understand the the, <laughs> the fact that if you if you take these courses from this company that Eventually, you'll get a diploma of sorts, but how it's legit, I do not know.
1: Well, let me tell you, because I just decided to look this up on the Wikipedia. Tell me about it. Let's dive into this Marvel Comics who's advertising LaSalle Extension University. Um, it was nationally accredited as a private university based in Chicago, Illinois, and although the school offered resident educational programs and classes and seminars, their primary mode of delivery is by way of distance learning. Uh, the school was in operation from 1908 until 1982. Mm. What? That is a long time. And then that there was a long time. And then they like got bought out and they were like a bunch of mergers and stuff like that. And then they went out of business.
0: Wow. Anyways, look who's smiling now.
1: This guy is such a yuppie. Look I at his know, comb over. I
0: know. I know. I um, wonder
1: if like if he's legit, though. I wonder if he really went there and they, and they got him from the school and said, You, sir. You, buddy. You, buddy, need to be in our ad. Yeah, right. Or, or is he stock photo?
0: Mm, I think that's a legit person. Yeah? I'm going to say, yeah. I'm going to say he took, like, the... Which courses do they offer? Does it say in that ad?
1: Um, accounting, business management, computer programming, executive oh, definitely development.
0: Definitely dental office assistant.
1: Not motel hotel management? Oh,
0: yeah. He, no, no, no. I don't think so. I think he's a bit, he's kind of handsome. So I feel like a hotel motel would be like a really busted person. Okay.
1: I Dental. Look at his. Yeah, teeth. dental office yeah, assistant. You are so
0: correct. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ooh, music instruction. Okay, so what wait, do you think is I life? love it. I love it, sorry. Music instruction, you can learn the piano, the guitar, or the spinet organ. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Of course, piano, guitar, spinet organ. Yeah, yeah, all, all of the classics. Yeah, that's on my list
1: of instruments, too.
0: <laughs> Hello,
1: of course. Right. All the cool kids were playing it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what is his life like now? Yes, I wonder. I wonder what his name is. I'm going to say his name was Harry.
1: Oh God, yeah. Or just like a... What's like a yuppie name?
0: Buffy. No! <laughs> <laughs> a boy name. Um, oh, I don't know. Well, here I think is a... Bu- oh yeah, Brad. Brad. Yeah. He's a Brad. Tristan. No, he's not a Tristan. He's a Brad. A Brad.
1: Like Tristan is like a douchebag, but he doesn't know he's a douchebag. Mm. Brad is a douchebag
0: and he knows he's a douchebag. That's true. I don't think he looks like a douche, but... You don't? No. But... Like a dental office assistant.
1: Oh, okay. So he's nice. I feel like he's nice. Chandler, were we doing a podcast about the (laughs) X-Men? All right.
0: On with the story. (laughs) Poor Kurt. Poor Kurt is doomed. And he has a stake placed over his heart. And they hear, he hears a command, stop, in his head. And everyone around him does, in fact, stop. Yeah, so anyways, Professor X shows up and he recruits Kurt to join his school. And Kurt says, can you help me be normal? And Professor says, after tonight's misfortune, Kurt, would you truly want to be? And Kurt says he just wants to be whole. And I thought that was very wholesome.
1: Look at all these background characters. They look like, you know, they belong in 101 Dalmatians as villains.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I could see that. There's like a constable kind of character and I mean it's just the traditional Eastern Europe angry mob.
1: And that guy with the feather in his hat.
0: Yeah, the mustache.
1: Yeah, lots of mustaches. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, you know, if I were Nightcrawler, I'd probably be like yeah, yeah, I'll go with you to your school. I don't want to get you know mutilated and killed by all these you know angry mob people. Mm. Sure, why not? I don't yeah. got anything to lose. Yeah,
0: why not? Let's go for it. But my question about it is like, why didn't he teleport away from the people?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, you know, even wait, if people wait, are wait, holding wait, him down, he wait. can still teleport away. This is the this is his first appearance, though, very right? first appearance. So maybe they didn't establish that because there's so many characters that are first appearing,
0: mm-hmm. like you
1: know. Like we're we are about to get to a couple of characters that I that it's like a Mandela effect, you know, where I don't remember their origin being this, but apparently it is. Yes. And um do you know what a Mandela effect is? No, tell us. Okay. A Mandela effect it is when a collective consciousness remembers something as being one thing, but if you look at the evidence and do some digging, you realize that it wasn't exactly that thing. Mm. Like, um, Disney has, like, a ton of them. Oh. Like, for instance, uh, Tinkerbell, you know, does the... Over the... Castle. Over the castle. Yeah. Open- that doesn't happen. What do you mean it doesn't happen? That doesn't happen. It's a Mandela effect. Everybody thinks that that's what happened. It's not.
0: Well, then what is it? It's just sparkle?
1: Yeah. And, well, uh, there's <laughs> also, like, the Jungle Book. Like, there's uh the Bare Necessity song. Like, yeah. we all sing it a certain way. And um, it's totally not that. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget, Forget about the well, worries. And I mean, I'm going to sing
1: it the way I know it,
0: too. I'd have to look it up. Yeah, so that's wrong? That's wrong. Oh, interesting. All right, let's go over. We uh, now have 40 mandela effects that will blow your mind (laughs) okay we
1: we had to like pause and come back to reality here because chandler doesn't know about mandela effects so i i had to even though this is a giant issue and we've been talking for about a half hour it seems like and we've only gotten through like a few pages this is intense okay so we're gonna go through this Chandler, what was the uh, first one that you discovered?
0: Oh, the, the Berenstein Bears don't exist. The bear family is actually spelled Berenstain Bears. There's no Berenstein.
1: Did you know that Curious George,
0: the monkey, does not have a tail? And Sex and the City, often people think it's sex in the city, but the actual title is Sex and the City.
1: Uh Febreze. Uh everybody thinks it's Febreze like B-R-E-E-Z-E, like it's a breezy day. No, there's no extra E. It's just F-E-R-B-R-E-Z-E.
0: Um, Oscar Mayer, one of the most confounding of all, there's an A in Mayer. So honest to goodness, I thought it was Mayor, M E Y E R. Oh my gosh,
1: this one is driving me nuts here.
0: Okay, so you know the shoes Skechers? There's no T. There's right. no T when they're spell spelling sketchers. Sketch wrong. I thought it was Skechers
1: with a T this whole time.
0: Yeah, Fruit Loops, of course. Fruit is not spelled like F R U I T, it's F R O O T because they want to show off the, the
1: hoops. Oh, I am going to go down to the Monopoly Man because Monopoly Man does not sport a monocle. What? Yes, I always thought you know a monocle is one of those like uh, eye pieces that's just one, and you kind of hold it with your eyeball socket over your eye, and you look all fancy and rich when you do so. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: he doesn't even wear one. Pikachu's tail, although many of us clearly remember a black detailing on the on Pikachu's tail. In fact, it's just yellow. No, no, that's lies. It's
1: not. That's lies. Wait a minute. I can't. I can't. I'm looking at the photo right now. This is blowing my mind. This this Pikachu one is new to me. Okay, so Fruit of the Loom underwear. I've always remembered it having a cornucopia in the logo. Like it, the cornucopia and then the fruits coming out of it.
0: I've never remembered
1: that. I've always <laughs> remembered that. There's no cornucopia.
0: You know what's really funny about all of these that I'm going over is I think I'm immune to Mandela effects because I literally, I'm like, all of them, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's how it is. That's how it actually is. Like, I'm not fooled by any of these.
1: Wait a minute. You gotta, you gotta be fooled by C-3PO.
0: Oh, C-3PO has a silver leg. Even the biggest Star Wars fans get it wrong. So the robot isn't all gold. He has one silver piece on his right leg. And I, what I I could have sworn he's all gold. Never
1: in my life. The action figure's all gold. I can't even remember him in the movie having a silver leg. That's crazy. I mean, okay, so C-3PO has been changed up in the new um, iterations. Like, he has different color eyes. I don't know, something. But a silver leg? Does he have a silver leg in the new one? I don't think so. No? Hmm.
0: Huh.
1: Hmm. Huh. Anyways... No, mirror, no, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. The, wall. the Flintstones, the Flintstones no, do No, the not...
0: Flintstones, they have two T's, it's so obvious. A flint stone is a stone that you start a fire with. I know this, but in my head, when, when
1: I just look at the logo, I don't spell it out the whole way.
0: Yeah, of course, no. See, that's why I'm that not going through fault. these Mandela effects, and I'm just like, yeah. I'm... Well, a
1: lot of them are like spelling, different spelling stuff. But like, come on, Curious George doesn't have a tail... The Silver Seep well, 3PO I knew that
0: I, don't, I didn't know about the Silver Seep 3PO thing. There's another Star Wars one down the list. And the famous line, Luke, I am your father. It's honestly not true. All he said in the movie was, I am your father. He never said, Luke, I am your father. There's no Luke.
2: And
1: uh, you were saying Mirror Mirror earlier in reference to Snow White. Mm-hmm. And I learned this is like the first Mandela Effect that I ever Came across and the Wicked Queen says, magic mirror on the wall, not mirror mirror on the wall. My childhood is ruined. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways,
0: let's move on. All right. There's so so many more.
1: Honestly, like if you want to look at Mandela effects, I suggest just Googling it or going on YouTube because there are millions of Mandela effects out there. And there are there are facts that you think, you know, but you have no idea Oh, wait, weren't
0: we doing an X-Men podcast? Yeah, I know. Seriously. It looks like such a big this, issue. This I can't, is like I'm like such, mad at us. This is
1: like the most giant issue we've ever done, you
0: guys. I know. Strap in because we're 30 minutes in and we're not even. We, in. We, do we
1: even get past page two? we're, yeah. oh, we're on we're on the next oh, we got Nightcrawler. Yes.
0: Yeah. Nightcrawler's on the team. Yeah, now we're moving on to Quebec, Canada. Hey, hey
1: I wonder who's gonna be there. So
0: it's home of the secret agent weapon. X, a.k.a. The Wolverine. Is
1: Hottie President Justin Trudeau alive yet?
0: Not yet. Okay. So Wolverine comes crashing in and he says, I'm here. Now who's the big wig you want me to meet? And I was like, snicker. Big wig. Professor X is bald.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh wait, I got it
0: now! (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. And Professor X is desperate to get Wolvie to join his new team. And Wolfie's ready to actually leave his cushy government job and join the professor's Peace Corps, but Canada does not want to let him go. They invested too much into making him a weapon. But Wolverine resigns by slicing off the official's tie with a cripp on, on a PO. And yeah, we also, know, by the but I uh, know I just I just realized we get our very first
2: snicked.
0: snick. Oh, this is the premiere no,
2: premiere
1: of snicked. Yeah, this is where it all started, you guys. I'm I a- I think I want to share this on uh, social media so that way we can memorialize the epic, uh, iconic onomatopoeia.
0: Right. This is not the first appearance of Wolverine because he made his first appearance in Hulk number 181. So, oh, did he schnicked in that? I don't think so. I don't know. I've never read it, actually. Maybe we should X-read it sometime.
1: Oh, okay. I'm down. <laughs> I am down. And, um... This was just really fast for me. This whole, like, Professor X co- comes in, says, hey, buddy, come with me. And Wolverine's like, yeah, sure, bub.
0: <laughs> Bye. I know, right? Bye, Canada. Yeah, exactly. Peace out. <laughs> I've been waiting to leave for a while. <laughs> yeah, I know. that did, it, it was a quick decision. But I do love how he's just like, you could tell he was not happy with his officials there. You know, the guy that's yelling at him that says, not so fast, fella.
1: I don't know why, but he just looks like generic American. Well,
0: he's generic Canadian. Okay, sure. We'll
1: go with (laughs) it. And then uh, he also, like, you know, threatens the dude with uh, pointing at him uh, with one of his claws, like... Giving him the middle finger, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is always fun.
0: So, Professor X and Wolverine, they depart. And then we move on to Nashville, Tennessee. Which, and- by the way, I feel so
1: bad for this upcoming X-Men. Because he only gets two panels yes.
0: well, it's for his because, intro. I know. He get, it's not his intro, though, because he was like introduced as a villain. No, sorry, we're, we're on to Nashville, Tennessee, because Banshee is who we're talking about. Banshee is at the Grand Ole Opry. And what I was saying is that he like first appeared, I think, in Uncanny X-Men number 12 or something. So he's been in the comics for a while. But he started as a villain. Hey, so. if Banshee
1: got on stage at the Grand Ole Opry and just like, shot it really loud, would he make everybody's heads explode?
0: Maybe... But he's in the audience this time, so there he's there to listen, not to scream. Oh,
1: does Charles Xavier have his blanket?
0: Yes, he has his blanket. It's orange, and I do love how he like kind of sneaks up on Banshee in the theater, and he was just like, "Banshee," and he's and Banshee <laughs> says "Bagora," which means "By God." Oh wait, oh, <laughs> did you look that up? Yes. <laughs> But uh Banshee is ready to tread the straight and narrow for a change, and he agrees to join the X-Men. Then we move on to Kenya. Oh, East the best
2: Africa.
1: This is the best. I'm sorry, you guys. Whoever's after this, like, I feel sorry for them because this is the best recruitment mm-hmm. in the entire giant size huge issue of this x-men
0: yes we are in kenya and we are at the shrine of aurora the storm goddess
1: yes and and it is up this giant mountain with stairs where there's this altar and this portal looking thing um what is that a mask of a a lion no it's her face it's but her face
0: done as a goddess oh
1: yes it is her face a giant stone structure
0: of her archway with her face on it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: In the and the villagers go to beckon her because they need rain. They have a drought at the moment.
1: Aurora, great goddess of the storm, come unto us and ease our burden.
0: And she arrives. And boy, does she arrive. Oh, yes, yeah, she does.
1: <laughs> she just like opens that portal right up and steps through.
2: Mm-hmm
0: and she is wearing just a loincloth
1: and no, no nothing on top though nothing
0: on top she's completely topless she's got right. hair down to her butt and right, and covering those those boobs tatas
1: yes i, I was going to say tatas but i censored myself <laughs> and then you said it <laughs> Audience, look how crash Chandler is. I know,
0: I said ta ta (laughs) um she all she is wearing her signature headdress that she wears when she is legit X Men Storm and she's got a necklace and a belt on. But um this kind of goes along with how she loves to sleep in the nude. She just basically likes to be nude, I feel.
1: She's a goddess.
0: So the villagers offer to sacrifice to her some animals in order for her to bring rain to their fields. But she does not accept their gifts and grants them the rain anyways. She's like, you need the animals more than I. I'll do as you plead. And of course, she brings on the rain. So why is she like giving so freely? Because wasn't she a thief or she's just cool with being
1: worshipped? She's I like, think you know, she's I think she's like yeah, yeah. I don't don't like chop off a chicken's head for me or right. anything. Yeah, exactly. Or or skewer a pig or kill a
0: cow. Yeah. Like, just keep all that. She's like, this is real easy for me. You so know, <laughs> you, you can
1: have hot dogs and burgers. It's cool. Right. I got this. We're fine.
0: Right, exactly. If you need like something more draining than just rain, you know, we'll have to talk. But... Yeah,
1: just it's just just worship me. Right. Because I'm a goddess and look how hot <laughs> I am.
0: And so she lifts herself into the air to bring on the Storm and help them. She's very happy being a goddess. The villagers are happy and they all celebrate until the killjoy that is Professor Xavier arrives and tells her that she's living in a fantasy and needs to grow up and join his fighting force. And if I was Storm, I'd kind of be like, get the fuck out of
2: here. I'm like, I'm a a goddess. goddess.
1: (laughs) I'm a goddess. What are you talking about? Like, look at these people. They worship me look at my I, boobs look at my boobs if i go with you i'm gonna have to cover that up i'm free i know and look at him he's all up in this like hurricane rain professor X is that blanket's wet he's such a wet blanket
0: yeah he is a wet he's a legit, he's wet, a legit blanket, wet blanket trying to pull storm out of her goddess fantasy but you know she decides that she does owe more to the world than just the little village that she's supporting and she agrees to go with him
1: Oh, how nice of her.
0: Uh, We move on to Osaka, Japan. Xavier is having tea with the mega arrogant Sunfire. Oh, my God. He's such a douche. Yes. And uh, I love how Professor's like, I know your feelings for the Western world, but we really need to have your help. And he's like, he's like, of course, you require help that only I may give. He's like, so I owe you nothing, Professor. (laughs) Perfect. 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 That's okay. Starting over. Almogram. Cut. Cut. Rewind. (laughs) So, I owe you nothing, Professor, but perhaps I owe something to myself. I personally
1: like his, what is this, kimono thing? It's blue and it's got yellow trim, and it reminds me of the video game Fallout and their jumpsuits that they wear. Except this is like the Asian kimono version.
0: Yeah, uh, totally true. That I I I, re- I read you loud and clear. And
1: Professor X is wearing the same exact suit. This green suit with the, the red tie, entire yes. time. Did he like? He doesn't have another pair of clothes? No, like... I guess
0: he just packed one suit to go to all these countries. And it's it... the same suit and the same blanket. And that suit's probably still wet from I storm. hope he
1: dried off before he got on the plane.
0: <laughs> um, anyway, so Sunfire agrees to join the X-Men squad. And then we move on to... Why does
1: Sunfire look like a bug?
0: I don't know. He's
1: he's got bug eyes, big mask, butterfly mask, bugs. I don't know. That mask. Yeah, I don't like that mask. I I guess it's supposed to be flames on the side of my face. (laughs)
0: Flames, (laughs) flames on the side of my face. We move on to Lake Baikal in Siberia. And it's a farming community. And we see Peter. We don't know him as Colossus yet. But we see Peter Rasputin. And he's working the fields. Oh, and he's Looking thick. Oh, so thick. T-H-I-C-C. like And a couple more C's after that. And somebody shouts, look, your sister. There is a tractor barreling down upon her. We turn the page and we have an ad alert. Uh, oh my gosh, it's a cacophonous collection of captivating
1: capsule moments calculated to corral your consciousness
0: yes oh my god how did i say that this is stan lee's soapbox this is the infamous little section that he used to personally write in every issue but this one is extra big because he has to gloat a little bit uh, because the general public is starting to consider comic books an art worthy of reviewing in outlets like L.A. Times, San Francisco Examiner, and even Playboy. And Stan is thrilled. So, oh he, no way! He just is posting the reviews of his collection of comics called "The Origin of Marvel Comics." Um,
1: um I, just speaking of of uh, Playboy, really quick, since you mentioned that, mm-hmm. um, I I uh, I have. <sighs> So, I produced a thing called male cosplay pin-ups. And one of my pin-up guys uh, did North Star of the X-Men. And he just so happens to be the managing editor of Playboy. So, he um, used his photo that I took uh, in Playboy as his staff photo. So, if you buy, you know, Playboy, you'll see the picture that I took in there of him as North Star. That's cool. So, fast forward and... Uh, We have Playboy. I bring them in for a panel at LA Comic Con because I work at Los Angeles Comic Con right now. And oh my god, this giant size issue is such a giant (laughs) size podcast, you guys. So but I got to tell the story because I already started it. So we had Playboy uh, coming into Los Angeles Comic-Con, and the fan reaction was really interesting because a lot of people liked it. It was like, oh, cool, you know, incorporating more brands into the culture and yada yada. And then there was like the Million Moms. You know, not the actual group million Moms, but you know, kind of that vibe. Yeah. Where they were just like, How dare you bring in Playboy to Los Angeles Comic Con?
2: No.
1: Oh think of the chill <laughs> yes.
2: like So much drama. Oh, it
1: was so much drama, but then like, you know, everybody started defending Playboy and was just like, no. Playboy and Stan Lee had a good relationship and, you know, they've covered him in their art, you know, interviewed him, uh, featured him in a lot of their issues, um, you know, covered Marvel Comics, you know, as reviews, just like how he said in his soapbox here.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, you know, they are a very important part of pop culture and they cover a lot of nerdy things like like one of the last issues I read, uh, they did the creator for Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. You know, so we cool. we got to learn all about the history of Mortal Kombat and stuff like that. So it, it was legitimate. I'm just kind of like getting a lot of memories resurfacing from the, that weekend in this situation because mm-hmm. this is evidence yes. that everything that those people came out and said was 100% true.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And let's just see. What did Playboy say? So Playboy's review said, uh, Very much fun. People have written graduate papers on just such themes and for them and all other true believers were heading for the newsstand. So, they liked it. They gave him a little positive review for his comic
1: book. Excelsior! So now, um, the next ad, which is on the next page, Mm -hmm. is an advertisement featuring Spider-Man in
0: The the trap. Trap. My spider senses is tingling. Must be trouble up ahead. Here comes Spider-Man, boss. Your calculations were right. Certainly, they were. Are you men ready for the Super Steel Spider Net? Excuse me. Why do our,
1: our why do our like bad guys sound exactly the
0: same? Wait, I don't because we. I don't know. <laughs> no, you. Can't, I'm just inspired, you can't make the same voice. But, all right, all right, all right. Start. Cut. Starting over. My spider sense is tingling. Must be trouble. like <laughs> No, whatever. but that was really
1: good. I was. You were really good! Keep going! (laughs) It reminded me of the cartoon. You were Spider Man. You were Peter Parker in the first half of the
0: sentence. Okay, okay. I believe in you, Chandler. Spider Man in the The trap! trap. My spider sense is tingling. Must be trouble up ahead. Here comes Spider Man, boss. Your calculations were right. Well, certainly they were. Are you men ready with a steel, super steel spider net? Sure, boss, you'll never break out of this. <laughs> <laughs> then throw it, you lunkheads, now! Uh oh, I knew this wasn't going to be my day. And this is the mob boss, so it's you again. <laughs> <laughs> your days are numbered, Spider Man. You'll never <laughs> escape from your windowless, five foot thick concrete security cell. Take them away, boy. Yeah, how do you
1: like all those S's, Aunt you? <laughs> I'm the usually the one that lists This is the dumbest. We have to start over. <laughs> okay. Are we really gonna start over? Yes, we're starting this you over. Only if you keep all the takes in there so they don't <laughs> <No. laughs> Okay. Right. <laughs> Spider-Man in the, the trap. trap
0: My spider sense is tingling Must be trouble up ahead Here comes Spider-Man, boss Your calculations were right Certainly they were Are you men ready with a super steel spider net? Sure, boss He'll never break out of this And <laughs> <laughs> throw it, you lunkheads No! Uh-oh, I knew this wasn't going to be my day Your days are numbered, Spider-Man You'll never escape from our windowless Five foot thick Concrete security cell, take him away, boys. (laughs) We covered a lot. Rats, (laughs) looks like they really got me, unless... Hey, Hotshot, why not be a real nice guy and let me out of here? No chance, Webhead, not even for a million bucks. No? Then how about for some delicious hostess fruit pies? Gee, you got hostess fruit pies. Never go anywhere without them, and you can have them all if you set me free.
1: The boss will have my head, but... Gee, light... Flaky
0: crust, real fruit filling. You got a deal, web slinger. There you go, Lunkhead. I knew you couldn't resist hostess fruit pies. Wow, apple, cherry, blueberry, my taste buds are panting. Now to take care of the boss man and the rest of the gang. Between my webbing and delicious hostess fruit pies, they haven't got a chance. You get a big delight in every bite of hostess fruit pies what i'm glad we did that for I'm
1: everybody. i'm so glad <laughs> that that you're we so did that. welcome yes. audience
0: that you get our so, vocal treasures I,
1: just this is a lesson you guys because if you ever get into trouble with hoodlums in a dark alley somewhere always bring your hostess fruit pies with you in, in a pocket
0: right well remember captain marvel saved the planet with hostess twinkies yes
1: Yes, so, so, you know, well, there's different different things for different purposes. Right, right, right. You know, right, right. if
0: you want to street save the crime. planet. Yeah, the planet, it's Twinkies for street for crime. For street crime,
1: it is these the fruit, pies. <laughs> fruit pies, okay? Yes. Any right.
0: flavor. Can we move on now?
1: <laughs> oh, wait, weren't we doing an X-Men we're podcast? We're an X-Men podcast, okay. yes. Okay, we're this, back. This is, oh, my God, is this... this episode is
0: so giant. I know. Okay. We're back on the farm. The runaway tractor is gunning towards Peter's younger sister, whom we all know as Ileana, but right now she's just a nameless blonde little girl for this moment in time. Uh, he rushes to save her and he becomes Colossus for the first time ever and destroys the tractors. And he only just worries about how, his, how will his neighbors afford to buy another, which is so sweet. <laughs> that is so sweet of him. <laughs> and then X rolls in and recruits Peter, but, believes, uh, but Peter belo- believes his power belongs to Russia. And X says his power belongs to the world. And Peter bids farewell to his weeping parents. Oh,
1: my parents, who look like you know. I'm sorry, but the mom looks
0: way too old. Way too old. She's way. babushka level. She old. is like
1: white hair with that. Uh, but the the dad. You know dad. the dad. <laughs> the dad, however, he's probably in his like fifties, and the the mom
0: is probably in her like seventies. I'm jealous of the dad's mustache. I see. Oh, not... that that
1: is some thick stash there. It's
0: like better than Corsairs. I feel like it's it's a hot stash.
1: Oh my gosh! Like if they ever had a mustache competition, I'd be out fly on the wall for that. God. <laughs> <You'd> be, <laughs> I, I would worry. be watching that. I would be watching that mustache competition for sure.
0: Um, we move on to Camp Verde, Arizona. Where John- wait, 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 wait. Yes. I, I
1: just, I, I can, don't you just love how I don't let you move forward? No,
0: I know. You want people to listen to us forever. <laughs> forever. <laughs> you, you cannot escape. Um, I want to talk about this, like,
1: this cultural thing okay okay because professor x says you have a responsibility and your power belongs to the world Mm -hmm. and he is conditioned to believe that he has a power and therefore it belongs to his country yes what is morally correct what is true what is more important
0: well, my question to that is, just because he goes with the Professor, is his power being used for the benefit of Russia as well as the world? Or is it really just America's agenda for mutants?
1: Ooh. And that changes things. Mm-hmm. You know? And is, is what Professor X doing the moral and just thing to do? in the biggest picture. Right. Oh my gosh, you guys, I just forgot that like something huge is about to happen soon, I swear, in this issue. Like I I we talked about it, and I'm going to remind you guys. Yeah, if
0: you're still listening. If, if you you're have- still
1: listening to us, <laughs> Oh my gosh, like we haven't even gotten there yet. No,
0: we still, I'm trying to move us along, and you're like, wait, wait, wait. Can we talk about Mandela effects more? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, okay, let's go to the next scene. Okay, Camp Verde, Arizona. John Proudstar, a proud Apache, he is chasing down a bison to prove his might and the might of the Apache overall, for he is ashamed of his people and the state they're currently in, and is quite quite a, a, a pile of words that we're dealing with here because he says that they Apache are meant to be warriors and hunters and not sad-eyed simpering squaws and i'm getting very like troubled <laughs> by all of this language about it so anyways moving on he is going after this bison and he body slams it he says, There, horned one, do you see there is still men among the Apache?
1: And just to let you know, he looks like a dead ringer from John, for John Redcorn from King of the Hill. And who was also Indian? Sure. Well, if you watch King of the Hill, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Did you know that I'm also Indian? No. Did you An know Apa- did you... I'm
0: also Indian? No. Yes. Which one are you? Black Sioux Indian. I'm Apache. Whoa.
2: Just
1: like this guy.
0: You're part of the Apache tribe?
1: Yes. I mean, you know, it's been so long since I've thought about this trivial fact about me. I'll have to double check, but I'm like 98% sure it's Apache. Mm -hmm. Basically, my um, mother's father's mother's mother Mm -hmm. was an Apache Indian. Oh, wow. And, you know, lived with the tribe and stuff and back in the wagon, you know old timey days or whatever, I guess he went over to her camp and got her pregnant and then ended up like saying, Oh, okay. Well, I guess I have a child now. I'll take care of you. (laughs) Like, and, and took her away. Wow. I'm sorry. That wasn't really romantic or anything. (laughs) Like I wanted it to be like dances with wolves or legends of the fall, but no, it was kind of like,
0: kind of weird. It's not even Pocahontas. Yeah.
1: And I don't know what that makes, like what percentage that makes me.
0: Yeah, I don't know. My percentage is super minimal.
1: What are you? I so tell, tell well, me your like connection. Well,
0: I I don't have the full like lineage. I just know it's from my mother's mother's side. So it's it's from that line of the family. I don't know how far back it goes, but yeah. The yeah, anyways, yeah, that's what I've been told. I haven't done a like twenty three and me kind of test, so I don't really know. Wow, let's get it done. Let's do it. Let's, you guys,
1: like, we're gonna do this twenty three and me thing, and then we're yeah. gonna tell you all about it. One yeah. Because oh my gosh, why not? Because of the X gene. Yes. What if we discover we have the X gene we'll in the twenty three? What if, what if it comes crowd. back and there's twenty four in me?
0: Ooh, ooh, 24, <laughs> 24 in me. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so
1: let's get back to this racist uh, Native American.
0: Yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah, he says they're. they're The men are uh, there is still a man among the Apache, and then Professor X rolls up, of course, and he says, "And such a man have I've come looking for, John Proudstar." And he's like, "What? How did a cripple get all the way out here?" Which is a good legit question. How is Professor X in a a wheelchair getting up to Storm's shrine? How is he getting (gasps) out to in the middle of the desert? There's like, he, they're in the middle of the desert. That's like the a rocky terrain. Of the desert.
1: Oh my God, how does he do that? Mm-hmm. He's not even in it. Okay, you guys. Remember like in the 90s he had his hovercraft? Yeah. Well, back in the day, back when this issue came out, he was just in a wheelchair with a blanket.
0: Yeah, with, with like wheels, not even like electronic wheels, like wheels he had to move around.
1: Uh, maybe maybe he has a secret power that has never been discussed because he is a, a, a person that has powers of the mind. Uh-huh. And part of that is telekinesis
0: you know right he's mm-hmm. never
1: we've never seen him do telekinesis i don't think
0: well i because i from from what i understand he does not have that power at all he's only no he's yeah, only tele- he's telepath. only telepath yeah. but he could be mentally projecting himself into john proudstar's mind so oh cheating he's, so that he sees him there but he's actually not there and like you know can have a whole conversation oh my god i would so do that
2: mm-hmm.
1: i would i would mm-hmm. oh my god i would go to meetings i would go to staff meetings like that no, totally, be, yeah. Exactly. I would so like I don't want to be go, chilling on your couch yeah. and being
0: like, uh huh. Mm-hmm, and I'll uh-huh.
1: make him think that I look cute, right. like like you know, yeah. in a nice outfit. But really, I'll be in
0: my robe, right, and ten pounds <laughs> thinner. Be like, yeah. you lost weight. I know, thank. I you. know, thanks. I've been working <laughs> out, <you> guys. <laughs> and really, you're just fluffy on the couch. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. I'm I'm down for that. I'm really glad that that
1: you discover the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know
0: what he really looks like, guys. <laughs> So, anyways, Professor is trying to recruit John Proudstar, who later becomes Thunderbird. Oh my God, his eyebrows are huge, and he says that he turns him down. He's like, I owe um, nothing, but the you know for the grief that's given to my people, and he walks away. He says, "Now beat it." And Professor X then says, "Then perhaps what they say is true. Perhaps the Apache are all frightened, selfish children." And he's like, "Okay." And then John Proudstar turns around and goes, he says, he says, okay, that doesn't, ain't nobody call, that calls me a coward, mister. And so he basically bullies John Proudstar to join the X-Men.
1: Oh, well, that's one way to do it.
2: Mm-hmm. It's kind
1: of like the Klingon approach. Like if you want to Klingon to do something, you got to like fight with them and challenge them and bully them into it. Right. Um, I'm going to forgive him for being this way because this character has a chip on his shoulder. You know, he's been yeah. wronged by society so bad. And even though he's saying these, like, horrible things and acting this way, like, I remember a young gay me who was upset at society, you know, for treating me the way that I was treated. Yeah. So I forgive you, John Redcorn. John Proudstar. John Proudstar. John Proud, John Redcorn was king of the hill. Oh, oh,
0: I'm sorry. Proudstar. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. We are on to chapter two. Oh my
1: god, that was only chapter one? That was only chapter one?
0: 55 minutes later.
1: This this issue is giant.
0: It's It's
1: huge.
0: huge. Okay, chapter two. And when there was one... We are in Westchester, New York. It's Big Brother Season X. And in this season, all the new contestants are suiting up in the new house. Professor X, again, telepathically shoves English language into everybody's head so that they can talk. And they all get their amazing, iconic costumes.
1: Oh, they look glorious. We
0: know these costumes. We've got Colossus in his little peekaboo V-cut like wrestler outfit. Oh, yeah, you see
1: all his like flesh popping out the sides. Mm-hmm. And I think probably, you know what? They don't draw the nip, but the way that it's cut, you would probably see half of the nip.
0: Uh, yeah, easily, and then we have Storm in her iconic black kind of slinky uh black leather look with the cutouts, and and you see her midriff. She's got like panties on. Like, and her why
1: does her boots have little peekaboo holes?
0: Uh, why not? Uh, sure, we'll go with <laughs> it. And then John Proudstar, who uh, A.K.A. Thunderbird, has like a very Native American looking kind of gig. Yeah, at... he's
1: got it like red
0: fringe on his boots and on his short sleeves. Mm-hmm. He's kind of got like this bird type pattern on his chest and on his belt. And then he's got feathers in his hair, looking very Apache. Mm -hmm. And Nightcrawler is wearing his iconic look, which I don't think has changed once. No. (laughs) Like, I think he's been the same red, like, V shaped thing.
1: Yeah. No, I've seen some other versions of it, but like this is what he is in the most and very consistently.
0: Yeah, and then in the background we have Banshee in his uh, yellow and green outfit that he's pretty much always wears. Sunfire. I hate his hair. Yeah, his. I want to give him a haircut so bad. I know, I know. His hair is really long and not. He's not looking pretty. It's he like gets a bowl. So, he gets so much cuter later on in the comics. Yeah, uh, Sunfire in his uh, traditional getup and then Wolverine in his yellow and black one that we with the blue panties who made these costumes well reed richards did what reed richards Oh, the, the
1: fantastic Pan- four that's correct mr fantastic himself mm-hmm. oh my god mr Fant. okay i'm calling you guys mr fantastic is a kinkster he I'll he be, is just like oh the, he prob- professor X saw like let me give you a mental picture of what these new X Men look like can you make me something for right. them with like you know your molecular whatever right he could have just made a regular Fantastic Four looking suit yeah the body suit you know without the four but with an X yeah easy right easy he could probably like point and click and it's
0: done totally but no. He decides no, He went kinkomatic. He
1: went kinkomatic with fringe, some peekaboo nips lips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With uh, Nor-
0: Norm Storm with like bare everything mm-hmm. everywhere. Oh Norm. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Sunfire is losing his patience and he says, Right now, you will tell us why you dragged us here, Professor, for I am simply losing my patience. And he's pointing at her just like Kitty Pride saying, Professor
1: X is a jerk.
0: Yeah, and like, but honestly, it's on fire. Chill out. Like, they probably just got there.
1: Wait, does he have bug eyes? Because it's like a
0: firefly.
1: No, no.
0: Oh, come on. I don't know why. Why his mask looks like that. I don't. I don't like the mask. I'm
1: gonna color. go with firefly. All right. All right.
0: I'll go with you. Yes. And. Next. Professor's like, I wasn't intending to waste your time, but, you know, I was waiting for the man of the hour, Scott Summers, the man called Cyclops, and Cyclops bursts through the doors with both hands, and he's going to fill him in the details. And so Cyclops explains quickly that the X-Men have disappeared, and uh, Professor has gathered all of these new heroes to go rescue them.
1: Oh, my gosh. And Banshee, poor Banshee. Like, bless this artist, but he... uh... Just looks like Planet of the Apes. Yeah, I know. Like they literally look. He looks like Return of the Planet of the Apes. I'm all like, you, you, Banshee, come on, you're hot. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. what, what is that?
0: We turn the page and we have an ad alert. Ad, ad, ad alert. alert. We've got Count Dante, the deadliest man alive. Oh, from the Black Dragon Fighting Society, no less. Yes. Now the world's deadliest fighting secrets can be yours for free. For free? Yes. So as one does. On our podcast, we challenge listeners to write into these things. So you can write into the Black Dragon Fighting Society, Department, M is in Mary, C is in Chris dash forty five, P.O. Box zero nine one one eight, Chicago, Illinois, six oh six zero nine, and you will get a free brochure on how to become a star fighter.
1: Oh my gosh. And the guy is it's a black and white photo of this um Asian dude with an with a frill, maybe. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's just bless that photo. They didn't have Photoshop back then. What do they? It looks. What do they do back then? Manipulated. To make this happen? I don't
0: know. This just looks like a black and
1: white photo. Okay, so this karate studio, kung fu, aikido, whatever. It kind of looks super cheesy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Confession. So around the corner from me, there's this place called the Dow Institute. Yeah. And I went there for the first time on Monday. And I took a class. Oh, really? Yeah, and it, it literally like you walk in there, and you would think that this advertisement in this X Men Marvel issue is for that establishment. Really? Like they got all the weapons on the wall, and you know, I love it talking about like the, the harnessing your chi and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt like I did the class, and like I signed up. I actually signed up for a month because like oh, cool, yeah. Like I, I it was very meditative and like whatever, <laughs> but I'm all like. I was about to make fun of this advertisement and I'm realizing like, oh no, I'm like, I'm one of them. <laughs> yes,
0: you are one of them. <laughs> yeah,
1: I am one of, the, one of these Black Dragon Fighting Society yes, guys. Yes, you should
0: write into the P.O. box to see what happens. What? Is, and they write back and then all of a sudden I'm one. Oh. It's free. Why not? Do it. So. <laughs> I'm one of them. Yes. On to the story. Cyclops is breaking it down to the new X-Men and he says, previously... On X-Men, the original team, plus Havok and Polaris, have boarded the jet and they find that a powerful mutant is waiting on the island of Krakoa. Krakoa? Krakoa. We might be very familiar with the name Krakoa these days in comics.
2: Yeah,
1: because in the days of the future present, he's very important.
2: Mm-hmm. He's
1: a VIP. Mm. He's probably the most vip of... I thought Moira was the most VIP, but the reality is Krakoa.
0: Yeah. Without and Krakoa, there's nothing, nothing going yeah.
1: on. So like in a previous episode, I said Moira was the biggest VIP and it's just a lie. It's Krakoa.
0: And here he is. And here he is making his debut as well. I mean, we talked about first appearance of Storm and Nightcrawl and everybody, but this is Krakoa's first appearance. Anyways, the, the X-Men speed off and Gene says... I wish we could have contacted the Beast. Hank's dexterous digits might be uh, handy on a job like this. What? Like,
2: <laughs> Jesus. Gene? Gene. How does
0: she, of, why is she thinking about his, his
2: dexterous
0: digits? I know. And Cyclope says that Hank graduated the X-Men. And I'm like, oh, I, I didn't realize this was like a thing you can graduate from. Do they have
1: like a graduation <laughs> ceremony with I, like
0: a cap and gown and all that? I would hope so. And you have an amazing diploma as well. <laughs> or a certificate of completion. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like, just
1: like the LaSalle it's, uh,
0: Academy Extension School. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they jet off to Krakoa, and they see it in the distance. They touch down moments later uh, using their VTOL jets, which they have to make a big point of. Because it's the they're vertical like, takeoff and landing. Says the encyclopedia. (laughs) I'm like, okay, great. I'm so glad. So they land, and then Iceman gets a little snappy. He says, I think we took the wrong bus, gang. This place sure doesn't look like Cleveland. And Cyclops says, shelve your snappy patter.
2: (laughs) 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 Shelve your snappy patter. By by the
1: way, I... I don't know about you guys, but in the current today of comics, mm-hmm. Iceman is a homosexual, mm-hmm. And every time I read him, I read him in gay voice now. I basically read him in my own voice.
0: Well, do us two leg lines that Cyclops says, shut up.
1: Uh, I think we took the wrong bus gang. This place here sure doesn't look like Cleveland. All the insects in the air,
0: the overgrown jungle. On second thought, maybe this is Cleveland. <laughs> it does sound like Bobby. That sounds like legit canical Bobby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they're they're heading into the jungle, but then something uh, attacks them from behind. Cyclops doesn't get a good look at them, and they are all screaming like "Move! Look out behind us!" And then they all get whatever taken hit. out. They were hit. Mm-hmm. They never knew what hit them. Never thought. And Cyclops wakes up in the jet and he is returning to the X Mansion and he is torn to shred. Oh, He is a throbbing a massive pain. He is. And like his his suit is barely on him.
1: I, I am in love with everything going on here because like his. It's just like every panel, it's like the suit keeps getting more skimpier it's and more. It's true. Torn.
0: It's true. I yeah. mean, he
1: might as well just be in his underwear.
0: And um, his eyes have been depowered, so we see his red eyes for the first time, which I didn't realize that Cyclops' eyes were actually red with black pupils.
1: You know, it kind of reminds me of when I go into the pool and look underwater for too long Mm -hmm. or get really stoned mm
0: Hmm. Also, Gambit has eyes like that. I think.
1: Yes, he does. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's the same.
1: Wait a and, minute, and he charges things and makes them explode. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm connecting some dots mm-hmm. here. I'm gonna put a mental note on that and come back to it because it's gonna pop up more. I'm sure, like in the future X reads.
0: Right. So Cyclops returns to the mansion, he briefs Professor on what has happened, how the X-Men have been kidnapped, so to speak, or taken out, and he doesn't know how to reach them. And then his eyes regain power and they have been stored up in a way so meaning that it comes back with a vengeance and he has a tough time even controlling it and then we cut to present day after him telling the story and he is filling in the new x-men about how they need to go back to the island to collect the x-men that have been left behind and then sunfire of course says that he wants no part of this, and he quits. I'm like, dude, you just arrived? And he's like, I'm quitting the X-Men. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh, he's
1: such a douche.
0: I know. And he's just like, I don't even like, And like, Cyclops is like, ah, oh, but you know, you, you should help your fellow mut- mutants. He's like, I do not even like my fellow mutants. I certainly will not risk my life to help them. Oh my god, what a douche. <laughs> I, know, he's such a I douche. don't even like my fellow mutants, Cyclops. <laughs> I know. <laughs> And Cyclops is like, I feel sorry for you, Sunfire. Bye. (laughs) They take off in the jet. Oh, and
1: finally, Banshee looks like semi-attractive, like less... Less
0: um, caveman. Right. Yes. They kind of reminisce about how the mutant camaraderie is a bit low. And um, Thunderbird is like, maybe you didn't notice, but this group ain't exactly a mutual admiration society. And then as the jet is going away, uh, Sunfire catches up to them. And he's just like, well, are you going to open the door or not? (laughs) (laughs) I think he he had FOMO. He totally had FOMO. He's like, I fear of
1: of missing out on this adventure. So, uh,
0: hi, I'm back. I know. He's like, open the door. Do you expect me to fly all the way to Krakow by myself? Of like, what a brat. He just quit. But what I what also they use the term "dramino" and um. Well, there, well, I'll be jiggered when I the Jap.
2: <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> I know. We've got some some pretty like race racy language going on. Wait,
1: which points of the panel you're looking at so I can The one where, he's, oh, I see
2: where it. he's
0: flying up. It's in the blue. I see it. Yes.
1: Geronimo, it's... Well, I'll be jiggered. one eye, the
0: Jap. Oh, it's so rude. <laughs> I know, Wait, who's the
1: writer for this?
0: Len Wein. Oh, wait, but
1: which character said this?
0: It sounds like like Wolverine or something. No, no, no. Or, no. or maybe John Proudstar. I Proud think it's John Star. Redcorn. John Proudstar.
1: Belasco. Tabasco. Tabasco. <laughs> Okay, so I don't know if you guys know this, but there's not just a part one and a part two. There is also a part three. We are on to chapter three. Assault, Assault Force. Force.
0: And so now we actually get the code names. So the professor gave, him, gave them, which I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that they didn't name themselves. So Storm, Colossus, uh, Thunderbird, all, and Nightcrawler all get named by the professor.
1: That's kind of like rude. No, that's like going to on a date and uh, picking out the uh, dinner for your date and saying, oh, right. she'll have the tuna ta yeah, exactly. and an iced tea with a lemon twist. No alcohol yeah, there. This exactly. isn't on Long Island. Yeah,
0: yeah. Is that all right, Rebecca? <laughs> Is that, My name's Sarah. Right, right Rebecca. Right, Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: so you're going to be Storm. Yeah. You're going
2: to be Colossus. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> and you're Banshee because you're a loud bitch. Anyway, so they're arriving to the island and they're dividing into task force to kind of split up and explore from the north, south, east, west. And so Cyclops starts pairing up. So Colossus and Storm, uh, Banshee and Wolverine, Sunfire and Nightcrawler. And Sunfire goes, no, not him. (laughs) Nightcrawler's like, I did not hear Cyclops giving you a choice, man. Oh my god, so <laughs> rude. Poor Nightcrawler. Like, remember when Kitty
1: was just, like, not into Nightcrawler? Mm-hmm. Like, he just... He's one of the best, most sweetest, amazing characters. Like, I wish people would look
0: past his exterior. Agreed. And then... Did you want to do this ad? I don't really want to do this ad. The sticky wall sticky okay. things. Let
1: me just talk... Okay, ad alert. There's um There is um, a really awful... All collect all six action figures of the Marvel superheroes and villains, and we got Spider Man, Lizard, Captain America, Green Goblin, Iron Man, and Hulk. These are not the same figures as the previous Ad alert. These are new, and they look like Stretch Armstrong.
0: They do look like they true. all mm-hmm. look like Stretch Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Legit. Oh, and, and their costumes are made of real cloth.
1: Oh wow! And it's only three dollars and thirty nine cents. It's kind of like cheap for now, but back mm-hmm. then it was probably like a million dollars.
0: Right? Exactly. Did you ever play with
1: Stretch Armstrong?
0: I know who he is. I don't think I played with him. But what I'm really like tripping on is that the cost to ship one of those figures is only 69 cents. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's for shipping and handling. I, I was
1: shipping out a bunch of comic books uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like they're LA Comic Con exclusive Spider Man covers, mm-hmm. where Spider Man is hanging from a palm tree uh, eating one of the street dogs vendor oh cool uh hot dogs street meat yeah street meat is so cool and it costs four dollars and 36 cents now
2: Mm -hmm. and if
1: you do a flat rate mail it's like seven dollars 35 cents right just for
0: one issue right
1: yeah 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 so like getting an action figure in a box you know
0: right so, moving on with the story, all the teams are landing on the island. Uh, Storm starts freaking out because she's like, Colossus, you can't make it. He's like, woman, well, let me go. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, you don't even know. He's like, I can land like the rest of them. You fool, you cannot fly. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, th- this whole issue is full of like misunderstandings and them not getting along and them arguing. It's actually like really bothersome to read this issue, oh, I
1: find. Gosh, John Redcorn is like the chick the Proud- Star. I'm like, tabasco
0: i'm it's just i'm
1: going to it's just gonna <laughs> pop out i cannot <laughs> help it it's your mandala
0: effect it is it really <laughs> is so cyclops and thunderbird land and <laughs> thunderbird also makes like a really weird comment he's just like Yes, sir, General One-Eyed Sir. I just hope you're not leading me into another Little Bighorn. Which Wait, what's a Little Big horn? Little Bighorn. Well, it was a victorious battle for the Indians. It's the Custard's Last Stand battle. And it was like four tribes banded together to fight the colonists or Americans or whatever you want to call them at that time. And uh, they actually won. So I was just like, why? did he bring up Little Bighorn right now? Anyway, X-Men. Uh- X-Men, so Cyclops... Oh, wait, wait, wait,
1: wait. John proudstar has got a big, giant, awesome bubble butt.
0: He does have an awesome bubble butt. <laughs> I, I...
1: Wow. <laughs> and, and you know, that Reed Richards costume he made
0: does it justice. Yes, thanks, Reed Richards. Thank
1: you, Reed Richards. <laughs> you,
0: that was a fantastic costume he made. The panel that Chris is referring to is the one where they turn around and they notice that the jet has, has gone missing. They just landed, they got out of the jet, and they turned around and it's gone. So they're like, what? And I guess that makes their booty stand out. Both <laughs> <All laughs> of them. And then at the same time, a temple appears in the distance in the jungle. And they decide to head that way. So as they're walking along, they get attacked by some vines. John, Proudstar, Thunderbird, uses his strength to kind of protect himself. Cyclops uses optic blast. And then it says, 14 minutes later, they've made it in reasonable shape. Wow, not 15, not 13. 14 (laughs) minutes. 14 minutes minutes later. The the
1: narrator counted. Mm Mm-hmm,
0: yeah. (laughs) They were really paying attention. And then we have... An Adelaide that I must go over. Okay, yes, okay, let's do it. Enjoy an exciting, romantic, look impressive any time. Quick change to suit your mood times. And I'm like, what is this? Mustache, sideburns, and Van Dyke all at once. Simply check the color you want or send a sample and leave it with matching... Oh, wait... Oh, I see. It's acrylic hair that you paste to yourself so you can look... What did you think it was? I didn't... I I thought it was just, like, lessons on how to, like, look impressive, but I didn't realize it's, like, fake hair.
1: No, I'm going to, like... I'm going to call BS on this ad... This is some dark witchcraft stuff here because if you read further down into this advertisement, you will see that you, in order to get this hair, have to cut off a lock of your own hair, stick it in an envelope, and send it to them, and their color expert will match your hair color to this fake beard and sidebird hair color and send it to you.
2: What? <laughs>
0: What? You know what also is crazy about this ad is that the name of the company I just realized is called Masculiner. Which I,
2: <laughs> <laughs> which,
0: which needs to be the new term of guys that wear eyeliner. Is masculiner? that you're masculiner?
1: Move over guy liner, it's all about masculiner. Masculiner. Well yes.
2: is
0: it is it like how to line your face in a masculine way? I guess so, but like, so you can order mustache, deluxe mustache, sideburns, deluxe sideburns, Van Dyke, deluxe Van Dyke. All three or all three deluxe. Okay.
1: Well, this this uh, company is in New Jersey, and I wonder how long they were in business. Was it as as long as the Lasalle uh, Extension Institute? Right, perhaps. Nineteen oh eight to years. <laughs> Or or was it like a hundred days? Right. I don't know. I don't know. Did any of you audience members
0: ever Get Masculiner? (laughs) Tell us about it. Tell us about it. (laughs) Okay. Oh, yeah. X-Men. X-Men. On with the story. Storm and Colossus also are, you know, as they're teamed up, they're on their way and they battle some rocks. And so Colossus bats them away with a big tree and Storm uses her wind powers. So the rocks have no effect and they make it to the temple in no time. You know what? I'm going to give a shout out to Storm's butt. Yeah, she's yeah. giving a good give booty in the in that panel too. Yeah, it,
1: it, it looks like a juicy uh, twerking machine. Mm-hmm. So gotta get some love to the ladies. Oh, huh. the, I mean, the next page even has a Wolverine butt. Like, there's a lot of butt there's going a lot on. of butt
0: going on in here. Yeah, Dave Cockrum loves to draw some butt, I guess. Ooh, but
1: now Wolverine has crabs.
0: Yes, exactly. Banshee and Wolverine uh, have to face off against these giant crabs, and Wolverine gets to slice them up with his claws, and and Banshee screams. At one to death. (laughs) And then a short while later, maybe 14 minutes later, they make it to the temple and they find Storm, Colossus, Cyclops, and Thunderbird. Nope, they first have to battle birds. Well, no, that's Nightcrawler and Sunfire. Oh, yeah. They haven't made it yet.
1: They haven't made it because they have to battle through golden birds that look like these giant eagles. Mm Mm-hmm. Menacing um, claws.
0: Yeah, and so Nightcaller is just like, uh, the birds seem to be you know, determined to prevent us from reaching the temple. And Sunfire is like, a remarkable observation, misfit. You have a positive talent for stating the obvious. <laughs> <When> <laughs> oh I, God, what a, a bee. <laughs> I cannot believe Sunfire. I just, like, I wouldn't, I cannot even, I
1: can't be in a room with him. No, I would just be like, oh, get your negative energy off of me, please. Yeah, no kidding. I'd probably be like, I probably would say, like, can I please align your chakras? Like, let's fix you. Like, you're a
0: mess. (laughs) yeah i know exactly and and so they continue to battle the birds sunfire just like toasts them all and then they make it to the temple all the x-men now have rendezvoused and they decide to start going in they face a giant wall but now with all of their powers combined which have been magnified megazord (laughs) go go x-men yes and they're able to punch through that wall they go to a lot of temples, don't they? They do. They love a temple. So after they punch through the wall and blast through it, they are hit with the realization that the original X-Men are being covered in vines. And they've got all these... Vine suckers vine on them. Vine suckers on them. And they're like their abdomens and their head and their head, And they're throat. just hanging
1: all over the place. Honestly, you guys, this looks like hentai. Mm-hmm. And uh, what is hentai, Chandler?
0: I'd have to look it up, honestly. Hentai, I believe, is tentacle porn, right? Or
1: Well, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, that's not the basis of hentai. But, like, I feel as if, like, 88% of hentai is just tentacles coming at girls and, you know, tying them up with their slimy tentacles. Right. Totally. So this is this panel. And so, um, the... Oh, wait, who do we have? We got Angel, we got Polaris, we
0: got... Havok.
1: Havok and Iceman and Marvel Girl.
0: Yes. And... All subdued. So, they, yeah, they're all, um, knocked out by this island, uh, briefly. And the, the new X-Men free them and they start to recover and Angel is like you fool you don't understand it wanted you to come back and bring others with you it was a trap and now it's too late and the ground starts shaking and up comes not the mutant that was on the island but the island that is a mutant dun 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 chapter 4 Krakoa, the island that walks like a man Oh, he just looks like Swamp Thing. He does look like Swamp Thing and looks nothing like the current Krakoa in comic books. But what no. I find fascinating is how Krakoa in, as you say, the days of future present of in comic books is obviously very pivotal and is a legit island that the X-Men or all mutants, in fact, are living on. Yes. But however.
1: Now, but now, because they don't actually explain Krakoa, how he came to be. In the Days of the Future Present. Right. Like, he just, you know, already exists and they go there and team up with him and yeah. decide to, you know, make it like the new Genosha.
0: Yes, but the, in I think in one of the Powers of Ten issues, Apocalypse remarks that he knows Krakoa from the very, very early days. Meaning Krakoa has been around forever. However, in Giant Size X-Men number one, they narrate that Krakoa became a mutant because they were doing an atomic bomb test on an island, and all of the flora and fauna radioactively got melded together and they formed a colony intelligence which made it all form into an island. So that's a big retcon, I feel, meaning when uh, often in comic books, especially in X-Men, where they say one thing in one comic and then all of a sudden like they cut to later. Actually, that's not what happened. Actually? (laughs) So I don't know how they're going to explain this in Hickman's run, but anybody that's read Giant Size X-Men will know that Krakoa, while its origins, I guess, was here in the uh, 40s, um, seems to be much much older in the Hickman run. Moving on.
1: Wait, so are all the animals too? They're they're all part of the collective consciousness. Yeah,
0: that's what it says. It says all. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it means that it means that there's one brain that controls those crabs that Wolverine fought and the all the rocks that were falling and like everything that's going on in that island.
1: Well, I mean, well, this is. Okay, so the Borg is a collective conscious, right? Mm -hmm. But they
0: all have their individual
1: identifications. Mm -hmm. And does that mean that the crab has its own soul and its own personality, but is connected to Krakoa? Or is Krakoa the crab?
0: I want to say it's connected, but that it's not the same thing. Interesting. That's my feeling on it.
1: All right. What do you guys think? Let me know.
0: So, Krakoa is very excited to have the new mutants on the island because he wants to feed off of their energies. Which makes me also wonder, in the current comic books, are they going to deal with that? That Krakoa needs mutant energy in order to survive. So, it's a very mutual benef- benefit thing. It maybe, is. maybe, like, the new pod-like people can be food for Krakoa.
1: Oh, no. Oh, no. Really? And Don't you think feeding, so? And, and they're feeding them the,
0: the clones. Yeah. Don't you think so? Like it's yeah. Gotta no, be... I
1: I actually think so. And that is disturbing. Mm-hmm. That just goes because everything like you know I feel really good about the X accident because it's like you know they're they seem like they're celebratory, they're happy, they're winning, you know. Mm-hmm. But this this is some we I think we might be unlocking some really dark stuff that is going to pop up. You know, you you are
0: predicting something very intensely scary. We'll see if they get into it. I I hope they do because it's a very real thing. Obviously, as we learn in this issue with Krakoa, that he needs mutant energies. That's what he like feeds off of. And
1: as I said before, Krakoa is one of the oldest mutants out there. Like, you know, he knew Apocalypse Mm -hmm. back in the early days of Apocalypse. Mm -hmm. So... Is he smart enough to lay that type of a trap over Mm. over over millennias, Mm. you know?
0: Yeah. Or maybe Apocalypse brought him mutants and they had a mutual relationship over time.
1: No, I I think in the comic book in the new run, um, Professor X brought in
0: Apocalypse. Yes, that's true. Yeah. It it
1: wasn't Apocalypse recruiting them. But I think maybe it's Krakoa the one that's pulling the strings and and it isn't even Moira.
0: Interesting. So, Krakoa is very excited about these new mutants on the island, and he wants to feed off their energy, but of course, they're going to battle with him. So, we just basically get pages and pages and pages of the X-Men battling, which is really fun. Like, I don't know about you, but I used to love to draw when I was young, and Uh I love to draw characters in big battle scenes. Yeah. And so, this is a dream come true. Oh, it's just... (laughs) It's a
1: massive battle. It, It is such a massive battle by the end of it, like... They even write, um, you know, so a battle happened and it kept raging on and then eventually... Because they they even say like oh, we're not going to de- even describe it
0: here. right yeah well it says um, mere words could never begin to describe the sheer unbroiled savagery of the battle that f- that was following so we won't even attempt it here <laughs> <laughs> okay so I want I have another Adler and I know like like I sense that you wanted to skip over
1: this page but uh-huh. I want to read these titles and maybe dive into a couple of weirdos okay okay so we got decals for a dollar yada yada
0: Mm -hmm. what else do we have well hypnotize with any tv set first evening or money back television repairman's accidental discovery makes anyone a hypnotist
1: right away secret method uses ordinary tv set no electronic knowledge needed no prior hypnotic training needed send no money just name an address pay your postman 298
0: um, you can also get 25 live seahorses for $2.98. Oh
1: my gosh. So it has two made it pairs of freshly caught seahorses, including one pregnant male who will give birth to as many as 25 babies.
0: Oh my God. Wait <laughs> a minute. I'm, wait, wait, I'm, where I'm
1: where sorry. What? These?
0: Where do you keep seahorses at no, no, home?
1: no, no. no, 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 no. That's not the first question. Okay, tell. The first question is, a
0: pregnant male seahorse?
1: What?
0: <laughs> I love how it's like so common. That what are you even, I about? know. It's like...
1: <laughs> a male pregnant seahorse? One pregnant male. That's what you get. Who will have 25 babies. I... I didn't know I don't know enough about marine life, I guess. Yeah,
0: I didn't know that seahorse male seahorses can get pregnant. Okay, yes.
1: so you didn't know that and your first question it was something else. <laughs> yes.
0: Well I just the way it was said I was like, Oh sure, of course. It must be like, you know, a hard fact. <laughs> Everybody knows that. You must have been hypnotized. All right,
1: can buy we, a TV set. Can we? <laughs> no, there is
0: there's more here. You, you want to keep going? Yes, this all is right. giant size
1: X Men. Uh, it's never ending. I don't care about you, the
0: stamps. And yeah, the stamps are stupid.
1: You can get big muscles, but you can in all those other issues too. Yes, um, something about being fifty years old. was that that well, no, say? No, it's different. you oh, have stamps. stamps. Yeah,
0: back issues, stamp collecting, lots of
1: stamps,
0: lots of stamps, a real switchblade comb. Ooh, yeah. I had one. Nine inches long. I've had one too. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> yes, did you yeah. pretend to be
1: Grease? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love those. Mm-hmm. Do they still make them? Or they Order now while they're still legal. While they're still legal? <laughs> oh, Does it say that? that? Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: Order now while they're still legal. Yes. Are they illegal now?
0: This is a real switchblade, and the Chandler, blade is a
1: comb. I Okay, I'm going to read another one. While you look up on the Google, if... Um, if it's legal to carry a switchblade clone, clone, not a clone, a comb. Clone. <laughs> um, so other ads here, we got train at home for a big income career in accounting. Okay. Because like, I'm going to read an X-Men comic book as a kid and look at the advertisement and go, Oh my God, I want to be an accountant. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and you get this, like one of those old tiny, like, um, calculators, as it's included with the course, but I'm talking about like the big giant one that looks like a giant box that you press the numbers into and then cling the side of it. And then a little strip of paper comes out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even know how to describe that, but
0: sure. It's like an old timey technology. Um, everything that about the switch blades, um, combs is just basically says of course it'll it's legal it's a comb (laughs) so they lied to you yeah basically
1: they they try to scare you into getting it right now before it was outlawed right yeah (laughs) okay well we also have uh you know draw cartoons for money and you get a free book and then uh poems if you are a poem writer Mm -hmm. they want your songs and your records so send in those poems
0: yes (laughs) yes <laughs> do it or else um so we're we're back in the battle at, and they don't even want to attempt to describe it in narration it's just you have to see it we'll share it on our social media you've got marvel girl iceman storm nightcrawler angel cyclops Thunderbird, Colossus, Havoc, Polaris, Sunfire, Banshee, and Wolverine all battling Krakoa. You know what? Just to just to
1: like illustrate this better, we should just do sound effects. To like, let's do sound effects for this panel. Ready? Colossus, we do a
2: festival special.
0: My son and the lightning. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And it's me, the professor. Don't forget me. And the professor jumps in and he says, Let me help. (laughs) And he he uses his mind and he concentrates and joins the battle. And from, you know, on the other side of the world, he's able to halt. Krakoa and frees him in place. I
1: love how they illustrate the fact that you know he's mentally like there. They just have a big giant drawing of his head, like kind of like Zordon, mm-hmm. you know,
0: mm-hmm. or the Wizard, mm-hmm. uh, Wizard of Oz, mm-hmm. just floating around. Um, but uh, then they come up with a plan to stop Krakoa, and it involves messing with the Earth's core uh, overall. And the, the way that this is done, and I remember reading this the first time and just loving the art of the connection of storm gathering lightning and then supercharging Polaris into this like electromagnetic force. I was totally into it. So Polaris is screaming in anguish as her physical limits are reached and, ex- and exceeded. And, exceeded. and, and what I says, love about... Don't stop.
1: Don't stop, Lord, whatever you do, don't stop. Wait, because she likes it? <laughs> I guess so. Now, is
0: that know, what it is? She knows what must be done. And Hancock oh, okay. is like, this this has to stop. And, Cl- and Cyclops is like, back off, dude. Uh, really quickly, just a shout out to whoever decided to color
1: the and exceed it! Yes. Uh, line in this Lorna Dane panel where she's just, you know, in anguish. They made it red while the other ones were orange. And it just, like, really emphasizes the intensity of her pain. Mm-hmm. So, um Kudos to the artists.
0: Yeah, big kudos. Um, yeah, so what they're doing is that they're charging Lorna up into this, you know, supercharged electro thing, and they're because they're gonna try to mess with the core of the planet in order to take out Krakoa. So Krakoa is being mentally held by the professor. The professor could barely hold on, and he ends up passing out, and then Krakoa. Is getting strength from the storm that storm is bringing, and he's like, "Oh, rain! Yes, supercharged! Like, supercharged!" He's like, "You fools! I need this." By the way, Krakoa. As we go
1: on through this fight, he's looking more and more like um, a uh, plant version of a brood.
0: Yes, I agree. But now that Lorna is is she supercharged for some reason. Cyclops and Havoc need to blast her with their forces in order for her to trigger this massive, what do they call it? Almost indescribable force of Lorna's magnetic energies erupt downward. With almost indescribable force, so therefore they did not describe it. Right, exactly. <laughs> and it says it, 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 it burst downward through five miles of ocean, through four thousand miles of the Earth's ancient crust, down to the very molten center of the center of the planet itself, where its effects are immediate and violent. And Kreko is like, What is happening? Why do we feel so strange? Mind hurts. Can't retain our humanoid form. Please help us. And so apparently, that supercharged blast crippled him. Yes, it did. And it is raining up a storm. Mm -hmm. And Thunderbird says, Holy crow! He's like, let's get to the beach. Because they all need to get off the island. And so Iceman forms a giant ice raft for them to escape on.
1: Get on my ice raft, you guys. Yeah,
0: hey guys. (laughs) And then Cyclops and Havok use their blast to kind of propel them forward. And somehow the gravity of the situation changes. And Krakoa launches off into space. It loses this gravitational pull with the Earth. And shoots off. I mean, wow. So I wanna know when does Krakoa return to Earth in order to be a part of the current timeline? Yeah, I mean like
2: <laughs> like
1: I I you guys, like I, they launched Krakoa into space. Like mm-hmm. it's an it's a entire island. Mm-hmm. What about all those animals? Do they just suffocate and die? They're done. And Krakoa, does he have animals now?
0: Is... I don't know. I think so. Yeah? I don't know. I guess I have to take a look. A bit, so, like,
1: they all closer. suffocated in phase, in space, and then he like found his way back to Earth somehow. Oh, 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 oh! Uh. I'm sorry, you guys. This is the sounds I make when I'm formulating conspiracy <laughs> thinking, theories.
0: Thinking, 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 thinking.
1: Yeah, I'm like, did Krakoa? They Krakoa could not have come after the cloning process because they needed Krakoa to do it.
0: Yeah. So, hmm. Do they need Krakoa to do it? I think it's just the five that do it. <gasps> no, because they they use Krakoa to make the cocoons. No, Gold Balls makes the cocoon. He, is, he makes the eggs. Is Gold Balls Speedball? No. it's a. I don't know where he came from. I don't know the origin of Gold Balls, but there's this character named Gold Balls. And he thought he just made Gold Balls, but it turns out that they're actually eggs infertile eggs wow (laughs) so (laughs) weird well let's finish we're almost done so the island being launched off into space creates a giant whirlpool in the vacuum of of having it leave the ocean and so cyclops instructs iceman to form an airtight ice dome over their raft and they get tumbled around inside this little ice ball
1: oh my gosh that is like putting them inside a ball and shaking them up. And mm-hmm. them
0: crashing into each other. I know. And like Colossus Blast, get out of your armored form, dude. Like, you're going to be crushing the other X Men when you're on that oh god. Heavy. And you
1: know what? Like, they show a really nice shot of Storm's kicks and those heels. I'd be afraid of one of those, like, heels stabbing him in the eye mm-hmm. in this situation.
0: And after they get tossed around in the whirlpool, they. End up cresting the surface. And then Cyclops Cyclops.
1: blast a hole through it so that they can Mm -hmm. breathe and thank God because they love that fresh air. This is
0: fresh air, a warm sun. Did you ever see anything more beautiful? Oh, but look off into the distance.
1: So what do we have conveniently there? Mm, The jet. Yes, it just kind of like popped back up and turns out that it's watertight so Mm -hmm. it didn't
0: really take any damage they could just paddle right over to it and then they end up jetting off back to new york and they pose the question what are we going to do with 13 (laughs) x-men we'll find out in the next issue when the doomsmith strikes oh my gosh so this
1: reminds me of the end of an 80s like sitcom yeah where there's always like a snarky comment of like oh she did it again Uh, 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 you know (laughs) and they do a freeze frame
0: (laughs) totally totally yeah yeah. anyways that concludes giant size x-men number one but and but just to let you know holy yeah we're saving you you. know there's more there's more but we're saving you from the rest of the issue Just,
1: just just you don't even look at the book i'm not gonna look at the book chandler's gonna just tell us from memory what happened yeah. That. Not you, don't no yeah. Don't tell me get, the whole thing. No, no, no. You we get short stories of, of each of the characters yeah. and they're all bad.
0: Yeah, you get bonus features on Cyclops, uh Iceman, and Marvel Girl. And
1: is there anything that pops out to you that is memorable?
0: Well, my the main thing about it is just how Marvel Girl's um title is called The Female of the Species because <laughs> she's the girl. She's on the, the group. girl in the team. And yeah, that is that's all it is. Oh, so wait. Did they
1: cover the original X-Men, not the new ones? And that's why they get their own little spotlights? Yeah, but
0: there's no Angel and Beast, but it's just the three of them. Oh, okay. Wow. Oh my gosh, you guys. It was so big. It was huge. Such a giant episode. If you're still listening, big applause. (laughs) Yes. We are so proud of you. I know. We're barely hanging in there. We're exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for listening and and being with us on that amazing ride. <laughs> yeah, I I
1: had a blast, and I my mind is blown by reading Krakoa's origin. And, yeah, and figuring out that there is probably a lot of like conspiracy theories out there that totally. can happen because of of the fact that this character has been around in the comics for so long.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we have, you know, thanks to this issue, we have Storm in our life and Colossus, yes. your boy, and Nightcrawler. And oh. thank you,
1: Mr. Fantastic Reed Richards, for those yes. fantastic,
0: kinky, sexy yes. costumes we that we love. Yeah, we love them. Yes, Colossus. <laughs> Peekaboo half-nip. Well, that's X Reads the Podcast, episode 10. We <laughs> So giant. Anything else to go over? You feel good? I'm good. That
1: was that was a giant sized podcast, and you know we are at a little milestone. It's a little teeny tiny milestone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're ten
0: episodes. Yes.
1: So I I look forward to more. And w- is there anything that you want to say, Chandler?
0: No, no, just my little sign off. All right, do it. X Reads is recorded in Los Angeles and brought to you by any sponsor that wants to help us out. Our theme music is provided by Hook Sounds. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast and be updated on when new episodes appear every first and third Wednesday of the month. Please also write us a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you listen on. We really love hearing what you have to say. Follow us on social media at Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Bye!
2: i